I try to compare it for women to the fact that if they broke a bone or if they had a big injury, we would just get them to rest until they've recovered and their body's recovered. And delivering a baby very much needs recovery time after birth. You are listening to the Synergy Women podcast, brought to you by women's resilience coach, Nikki Hamilton. Nikki offers expertise in women's health and has an inspiring passion for helping women navigate through grief and life's challenges to help transform and build resilience with grace, courage, and authenticity. Each episode, she will explore an aspect of women's health, offering you insights on ways to build your body, your mind, and your heart health to help you rise up with resilience. In this episode, we will explore body health for women. As a qualified physiotherapist, Nikki has both passion and expertise to help you with your health. Okay, welcome everybody and thanks so much for joining us on the Synergy Women podcast. My name is Nikki Hamilton and I'm really looking forward today to sharing some information with you all on how to return or when to return to exercise after your pregnancy. So we all know the benefits of exercise, it can help with weight management, it can help with numerous uh, medical conditions, but it can also help us with our mood and our mind health. And we all know after pregnancy that many of us are really quite keen to get back into exercise and wanting to know, can I do this safely? When's the best time? What are my restrictions? And so with me here today, I've uh, brought into interview uh, an amazing women's health physiotherapist, Rebecca Rice, and she has been working as a women's health physiotherapist for close to a decade. So that means she spends her time advising women on pelvic floor health, dealing with things like incontinence, pessary fitting, which is a, a way of managing pelvic organ prolapse with Uh, and avoiding surgery. She's also the creator of our online Birth and Beyond course for women, which helps women guide them through a healthy body uh, throughout their pregnancy and after. So welcome, Beck. Thanks so much for joining us on the podcast today. Thanks so much for having me. I'm really looking forward to chatting about this topic. It's something that really excites me and I think um, there's so much misinformation out there. So it'll be nice to clarify what the experts recommend with regards to exercise after having a baby. Yeah. So uh, I think the first thing that I probably want to clarify is exercise is a pretty broad term. So, I mean, exercise could look like a yoga class or a walk or it could look like a CrossFit class or a gym session or weight. So, so maybe we we probably need to just make really clear the different types of exercise maybe dividing it into low impact and high impact like how do you define the term exercise for women when they're wanting to get back to exercise straight after their pregnancy how do you kind of uh, separate those different types out how would you do that So I think of exercise as any structured movement that the woman wants to do. So that includes even just going for a simple walk right through to as any other types of exercise that people would commonly know, like cycling or swimming or CrossFit or weight training or gym training. Mm -hmm. Um, And then as a physio, we tend to divide them into low impact and high impact postpartum because we generally let women go back to low impact first and then over time lead them into a more high impact a high impact base um, regime. So low impact exercises include walking, yoga, Pilates and swimming are usually the main ones. Sometimes cycling falls into that category as well. As we move into more high impact exercise, we're thinking of things that involve more running and jumping and impact, which is when the body's really jumping up and down. So CrossFit, weight training, running, all of your boot camp style um, classes 
classes fall into that. And I generally also put any heavy weight training into the more high impact category as well, including just basic gym work as well. Mm, okay, so is there then a time frame for women after after delivering a baby? Is there a time frame that they should consider just for low impact work or low impact exercise? Absolutely, absolutely. And there is a little bit of a myth out there um, on when women should return to exercise. I think the general society's idea is that you go for a six week postpartum checkup with your obstetrician or even just your GP for a lot of women. And once you get that all clear, you're safe for all forms of exercise, which really isn't the gold standard anymore. Some new guidelines were published in 2019 and they showed us that a six week um, checkup is really not enough to return women to all forms of exercise. Mm. So the first thing I always think about is that first six window, uh, six week window postpartum. I really feel that women should be resting during that first six weeks and not even thinking too much about exercise. And I try to compare it for women to the fact that if they broke a bone or if they had a big injury, we would just get them to rest until they've recovered and their body's recovered. And delivering a baby very much needs recovery time after birth. So I try to think of the first six weeks as a real rest period. And the only thing I usually recommend in that time is very um, short and frequent walk which are counted as a low impact state. After the body's been given that six weeks, and especially for a cesarean section, which is a surgery, it needs Mm. that six weeks to heal, um, then we can look at returning into low impact exercise after the six week mark. Mm -hmm. Then the guidelines go on to say that returning to high impact exercise, so including your weight training, your boot camps or crossfits or your um, jumping type exercises that's not recommended till a minimum of 12 weeks postpartum and for some women it's up to six months before their body is ready to go back to some of those higher level um, exercises which might surprise and shock some women because they might feel that at six to eight weeks that if they've been given their gp clearance that running's on the cards and from all women that's actually not recommended until the 12 week mark at a minimum yeah that actually sounds like quite a long time frame, really, um, when you think about it, 12 weeks to getting back to, because I know there are plenty of women that I've seen uh, that are very keen to get back to running and do so from the six-week mark, you know, without even thought that something might go wrong. Absolutely. Mm. And that's where this misinformation is out there. And these guidelines did only come into place in 2019. So they still are a relatively new um, recommendation. And prior to that, we did just used to say six weeks if you're fine, off you go. But we've found with watching women as they return to insight exercise that that's just not enough for their bodies after either a vaginal birth or a cesarean section. So generally speaking, at the six-week mark, for uh, for the most part, women would be safe enough to return to a low-impact type of exercise, which include could include things like uh, walking or swimming or maybe a gentle yoga or Pilates class. But for higher-impact work such as running, weights, something higher load, they really need to be at a minimum waiting for that 12-week mark. Are there any other considerations that would come into play in making that decision uh, around returning to exercise, especially at that high impact sort of level? Yeah, Um, what you've just said is absolutely correct. So I generally recommend zero to six weeks, the women rest. Um, At six weeks, you'll have your checkup with your GP. As a women's health physio, I also recommend having a checkup with your women's health physio at the six week postpartum timeframe to see where you're at. And 
nearly all women are safe to return to low impact exercise Mm. at that point and then moving forwards we tend to have another check around the 12 week mark with a women's health physio and we check a lot more than just um, the pelvic floor muscles we also would include so many other tests that would look at the abdominals whether that woman is ready in a musculoskeletal way to return to impact um, exercise whether her balance has come back because pregnancy really changes a woman's um, balance and I guess that's that's one thing to consider during that um, sort of postpartum time is that in actual fact it's not you haven't really been participating necessarily in a high level of exercise for that last three months potentially of your pregnancy so you've got that kind of um, deconditioning I guess is to think about absolutely Mm. there's more changes than just what women would um, initially think about on their pelvic floor potentially the vaginal region from having a a baby or their belly from having a cesarean but lots of things change in pregnancy and there's also other factors in play postpartum that we need to just be mindful of for example um, a lot of postpartum women aren't getting much sleep so if they're not sleeping well or if they're breastfeeding which requires a lot of energy returning them back to high impact exercise like running too soon can actually affect them in other ways like Mm. their body can become at a deficit and it can impact things even like breastfeeding which Mm -hmm. women just wouldn't even think about in early postpartum Mm. okay and so other considerations to think about when um, returning to exercise might be things like what kind of delivery you've had whether you've had a cesarean and any kind of trauma to the pelvic floor during delivery are these are the things that also influence the decision to return to high impact absolutely and also the previous level of um, fitness that the woman had either mm-hmm. pre-pregnancy or during her pregnancy and each woman who gives birth has a completely different experience so no two vaginal births are the same uh, and so we're really going to take uh, the, that individual woman into consideration with where she was pre-baby where she was during her pregnancy what type of delivery she had and then give her specific guidelines for Mm. her and how she returns back to Mm. exercise so it's not like a one-size-fits-all recommendation necessarily not always and unfortunately not Mm. I mean the general zero to six rest and then six to twelve low impact is fairly safe to follow but returning back to high impact it's very variable as I mentioned before some women are safe to go back at that 12-week postpartum other women it's not till six to eight months post delivery before they're able to go back to high impact and a very small percentage of women, it's actually even further along Down from that. It's when yeah. their periods return and they stop breastfeeding and things, which for some women can be two years postpartum. Mm. Um, and there would be very, very few women in that category and they would have specific reasons why. But unfortunately, the whole one size fits all go back to running at 12 weeks is just not safe. And so if we think about what could potentially go wrong with a woman if they return to higher level impact work so the things like like you're saying like running or weights training um do sit-ups come up in under that sort of category as well usually high impact yeah Yeah. and so anything that increases a lot of abdominal pressure or has high impact load on the body uh, what are some of the things that could go wrong for a woman if they decide to return to that kind of exercise before that 
12-week mark. Yeah, so there's a whole conglomerate of things, um, really. So if we think of both deliveries, first of all, so if you've had a vaginal birth or a cesarean section, postpartum, if you haven't recovered your body and your pelvic floor well and you return to impact exercise too soon, you could be at risk of um, incontinence, which is leaking urine from Mm. the bladder, um, or fecal incontinence, which is leaking bowel, bowel matter as well. Um, You could also be at higher risk of pelvic organ prolapse, which is where the uterus or the bladder or bowel start to descend a little bit into the vagina cavity and cause heaviness and bulging in the vaginal space. Um, And then you, if you have a cesarean, the other one that's a really big one is if you return too soon, it can increase your risk of adhesions in the scar tissue internally, um, which can make subsequent C-sections difficult. Mm, Okay. So they sound like not such great risks that you want to necessarily take on no (laughs) and so really the advice to to avoid these high impact things before the 12 week mark and then have an assessment with a physio to see what other considerations that you need that sort of advice is applicable to cesarean section and to vaginal delivery yeah it's really across the board for both across the board a lot of the changes that happen to the abdominals as well as the pelvic floor muscles happen to women who've had a cesarean section as well so even though the woman might not birth vaginally she will still have a weaker pelvic floor and a pelvic floor muscle system that's changed from even just carrying the pregnancy Mm. so so they are still at risk of um, what we call more of a vaginal problem, so a prolapse or incontinence, even though they didn't deliver vaginally. Yeah. And I, I recall a, a, a nice analogy that I've heard once before about imagining uh, a trampoline with a, with a baby elephant sitting on it, <laughs> and that trampoline kind of stretches out a little bit. So even if you've had a caesarean section, you've had load on your pelvic floor for that, especially that last half of your pregnancy, uh, which can affect the strength of your pelvic floor, which means that you are at risk of things like incontinence or perhaps even prolapse if you return to impact work too soon absolutely and the way i explain it to women is is similarly to that in the fact that your body doesn't know you're having a cesarean section so genetically and um, our body prepares for a vaginal birth so by carrying the pregnancy all the way through to the third trimester your body gets ready for a vaginal birth by weakening your pelvic floor and sitting that big heavy weight on the pelvic floor muscles allowing them to stretch which aids a vaginal delivery Um, and then if you do end up having the cesarean section you've still had those physiological changes happen that Mm. need to be recovered before returning to impact exercise Mm. don't go away we've got more synergy women coming up but first let's take a quick break would you like to give yourself the gift of dedicated time out to nurture your health and build resilience through life's challenges check out our retreats page at synergywomen.com.au So for a caesarean or a vaginal delivery up to the, after the 12-week mark or up to the 12-week mark, the key things to avoid, running, yeah. high-impact work, heavy weights, mm-hmm. sit-ups. Correct. Anything else that you think? Anything where breath holding might be a factor or increasing what we call your intra-abdominal pressure. So things like static planks where a woman might be, you know, really static and creating a lot of tension through her body that can increase load on the pelvic floor. Um, Things like boxing Mm. where, again, the breath work and the impact work of it can really, you know, challenge the pelvic floor Um, or any just really challenging 
exercises where you're under a lot of stress and load in the body so big weight training as well Mm. definitely fits into that one yeah and I I guess to think if we're thinking about sort of abdominal bracing and holding like with plank uh, an analogy that I've I've heard before which I quite like is visualizing your your abdominals and your your belly like a water balloon and if you squeeze the top of the water balloon there's increased pressure that can push down so if you're doing an exercise where you're holding your breath or creating a lot of force with your breath it can create that pressure downward on the pelvic floor or even out onto your cesarean section scar which potentially especially in the early days when you haven't got your strength back yet can be a dangerous thing potentially yeah is that right can potentially cause a lot of damage unfortunately Mm. and so what are some of the symptoms that if you know if women are wanting to get back to exercise and they're wanting to i mean it's nice to exercise it's nice to run i I enjoy all of these things so if someone is we don't want women to be afraid of exercise absolutely not so what are some, some of the symptoms that perhaps women need to look out for as they're returning to exercise yep so the big red flags that we would look out for or things that we really want women to be coming and seeking Um, assistance and advice for is if they're getting any leaking so any leaking of urine whatsoever after the six week mark is not um, normal it's really common so they're in a big group with lots of women and that's absolutely fine but if you are experiencing any leaking of urine at any point whether your bladder is really full whether it's only when you cough or sneeze that's still not normal postpartum and we want to rectify that before that woman returns into impact exercise and I think it's quite common for women to go oh it's just a little bit of leakage don't worry about it and just sweep it under the carpet as like oh this happens to everybody after delivering a baby so even though it's common it's not actually something that we should ignore absolutely not mm. and particularly after that six week mark it's just one of those little red flags that you go oh hang on I remember I'm not supposed to be leaking after this point I probably need to get that checked the other symptoms I really encourage women to look out for is the prolapse symptoms so they are things like heaviness or bulging around the vaginal area or a dragging around the vaginal area some women will report that when they're washing um, or cleaning their vaginal area they'll notice a bulge or something different in that area that can also be a sign and sometimes it's as simple as like dragging or pulling pains in the lower abdomen and then the last sign I'm always getting women to look out for is pain if they've got any pain around their vaginal area internal of their vaginal area or around any of their scars whether that's a you know a little tear that they had during a vaginal birth or an episiotomy scar or a cesarean section scar if you're getting pain after that six week mark you really shouldn't be exercising through that and you should be getting help with that before Mm. you push through an exercise regime yeah so the kind of help would normally be to make an appointment with a women's health physiotherapist and what happens normally in that sort of appointment absolutely so whenever a woman comes in for a a women's health um, appointment we're just going to ask a whole lot of questions to start with so we're always asking about their previous levels of exercise and what their pregnancy was like and then of course what their birth story was and what happened to them during their labor and then what their postpartum recovery has been like and we'll often ask things like how their bladder's functioning how their bowels are functioning whether they've had intercourse how their scars feel and things like that so we'll get a really good idea of where the woman's at um, in those questions and then if there's any dysfunction starting to be present we'd also then move on to a physical assessment for most women that involves a pelvic floor check which Mm -hmm. is a vaginal exam which usually only takes five minutes and can give the physio such a good idea of where that woman's pelvic floor is at where any scarring is at so we'd look at her c-section scar or her episiotomy scar and then if 
she's got any signs of prolapse or wall laxity about the vagina that we might need to protect as she returns back into exercise so that she doesn't have any lingering dysfunction later on in life. So mm. that's usually what it will involve. And then after the assessment, that woman would get a really tailored home exercise program that's for her and her pelvic floor. Mm. So based on what we find, it's not a one size fits all. Some women get exercises laying down. Other women get exercises while they're jumping, mm. you know, so it's extremely varied depending on what we find in that assessment and again it's you can't just see a woman and give her a piece of paper that says do these 10 exercises and you'll be fine we try to very much tailor it Mm. to each woman um, and getting her back to her goals as well if she wants to return to running our aim is to get her back to running as soon as her body is ready Mm. and so are there any other things and I know you do pessary fitting is that the sort of thing that can help women return to exercise is that something that you'd advise or or recommend for some women absolutely so um, pessaries are used for the management of pelvic organ prolapse and one of their most useful uses is actually in the postpartum woman so if a woman has a a slight prolapse or a bit of wall laxity after the delivery of her baby what we can do is fit that woman with a pessary which kind of holds the walls of the vagina up and as she has a general postpartum recovery we often see that her prolapse symptoms improve by holding that up the other time we would use a pessary is if a woman does have laxity of the vaginal walls or a prolapse she might not be safe to do any impact exercise until she stops breastfeeding and her periods return but what we might do is fit her with a pessary sooner and she can exercise months before that original date so it can return women to exercise much much sooner and in a really safe way that they know they're not going to make their um, condition worse Mm. Okay, well, that's that's interesting. At least there's some support for women uh, who do want to get back to exercise sooner if that's an appropriate form of um, management for them. Absolutely. And I think the, the other thing to note here is no matter what type of delivery you had or where you're at in your pre-pregnancy state and where you are postpartum, seeing a women's health physio, we can get all women back to all types of exercise. If that woman wants to go and do CrossFit or if that woman wants to run marathons, we can get them there in time um, and all women should have all access to all exercise if that Mm. makes sense there's no restrictions on going some women might have to wait a bit longer some women might have to wear pessaries but they'll be able to get back to whatever they want to yeah so it's just looking at time frames more than anything correct yeah so are there any sort of key tests that women can do at home to work out just say they can't get to their women's health physiotherapist soon enough or they don't have access to women's health physiotherapy are there some key tests that uh, a woman might be able to do at home to figure out can I return to impact exercise yet or should I wait a bit longer like what are the things that a woman can do at home for herself absolutely there's a few things women can do I would always being a women's health physio recommend that they do go and see one and make the effort to see one at 12 weeks it's worth it's worth it's weight in gold you'll never be disappointed after having one of those assessments but things that you can do at home. I would recommend that women get a, a, quite a full bladder. So a normal, they want to feel like, yeah, I could go to the toilet. I've got a full bladder and complete a bunch of different tasks whilst they've got a, a good amount of urine in their bladder. So things like star jumps, squats, jogging on the spot, some sit-ups, running up and down stairs, cough or a sneeze. And either doing all of those in a row or doing a few of those and just seeing how their pelvic floor coped with that. If during though any of those activities, the woman gets any leaking or she gets any pain, whether that's vaginal or at the cesarean section scar, any pain, any leaking or any 
prolapse symptoms as we discussed before bulging heaviness and uncomfortable vaginally or dragging sensation in their lower abdomen the other symptom with prolapse is um, feeling like a tampon's falling out like mm. something's at the vaginal entrance if they're getting any of those symptoms during any of those tests they're probably not ready to return to high impact exercise mm. if they can do all of those tasks with a quite full bladder we're more on the idea that they can return back to exercise safely well that, that's good to have some key tests at home but then like you say to to be sure about that a women's health physio can actually assess the pelvic floor and help figure that out and then make a plan for that woman to see what their action steps are to return to whatever their goals are so for some women it's just to be able to do a 2k jog around the block for other women it's to return to crossfit and so the 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 tailored exercise program to step someone toward that is going to be different from person to person absolutely incredibly unique depending on where they're at and then where their goals are no two women ever walk out with the same program unfortunately no No, well that's actually a good thing i think it just means it's tailored there's not it's not like a recipe outcome or a recipe advice Mm. so in a nutshell really what women need to be doing is waiting for that six week mark and they can start a little bit of low impact exercise after that six week mark in that first six weeks the recommendation generally is to rest and recover like you would after you've broken your leg or done any other kind of orthopedic or musculoskeletal injuries to allow that sort of six week recovery time and then after the six weeks most women after their uh, gp or obstetrician check can start some low impact work which might include things like swimming or a gentle walk or maybe a gentle pilates class and then after 12 weeks they could consider returning to high impact or higher impact exercise gradually and I think the important thing as physios is we always say look things have to be gradual you don't start marathon running by running a 40k run you start marathon running by by a 2k run so returning to higher impact work gradually which might include running or weights or something higher load really needs to be you need to make sure you haven't got symptoms of dragging you need to make sure you haven't got symptoms of leakage Uh, you need to have a women's health physiotherapist check just to see what your pelvic floor is doing and to see what your other factors that might influence that decision what they are and how your health is Uh, and so all of those things need to be considered before then embarking down the sort of high impact pathway is that right that's a perfect summary (laughs) yeah and the way i the the very key points that i think about is really prioritize your rest in that first six weeks establish your connection with the baby and establish feeding whether that's breastfeeding or bottle feeding but really rest and recover in that first six weeks and then gradually return to low impact Mm -hmm. and then if you um, can at all definitely seek out a women's health physio close to you at that 12 week mark before going into any high impact um, exercise And if they do have to hold you back, so some women, like I said, it takes up to six months postpartum, sometimes a year postpartum before some women are ready to run, but they'll put a plan in place and explain why that is specifically for you. Mm. And you will get back to what you want to do 100%, but for some women, it takes a bit longer than what you might think. Yeah. And so if you were to give, just say there's a woman out there that's listening that's just had her baby and she's at the five, six week mark or sometime postpartum, uh, what are the three key tips do you think you can give women as a women's health physiotherapist uh, three key tips for those uh, women out there that might be listening 
uh, postpartum? Look, if you can key up um, an appointment with a women's health physio near you, that would be tip number one. Get them on board and start um, liaising with them. Uh, Step number two would be to start some pelvic floor exercises. And they're best taught from a physio um, Mm. than just reading about them or listening to a podcast and then starting your pelvic floor. But Because a lot of um, women actually get that wrong, don't they? Yeah, about a quarter of women get it wrong from just a a verbal explanation. So, you know, that's quite a high percentage. It's really easy to say, I'm doing my pelvic floor exercises. And then it's like, oh, are you really doing the right thing? No. Which is why if you've seen a women's health physio, they know 100% if you're doing it correct or if you're not. So seeing a women's health physio either during your pregnancy or as early as you can postpartum or when you feel ready, that's tip number one. Tip number two, doing your pelvic floor exercises and starting them as soon as you can post-delivery. And then tip number three is maybe just slow down and uh, maybe we need to reframe our thinking. I think society puts a lot of pressure on women to return to their postpartum body or to look really great in a bikini come summertime. Um, And I think that uh, society really underestimates how long it takes a woman's body to fully recover after a vaginal delivery and a cesarean section. They're still scar remodeling at six months post post cesarean delivery and things like that. So I just wish we could get um, that message out there into society that it actually takes longer than you'd think for your body to recover and it's okay if you can't return back to running and boot camp and things like that to four to 12 months postpartum that's actually normal yeah let's change what we think normal is yeah because there is a lot of pressure i guess you know instagram social media magazines this person got their postpartum body back in two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> I zipped up a size six pair of jeans. Exactly. So. And there'll be a small amount of women who are like that, and that's great for them. But for the vast majority of women, women, it's a very different um, story. And a lot of those things, you see the beautiful bodies on Instagram, but you might not know that they've had eight women's health physio appointments and they wear a pessary, and you don't quite yeah. know what's going on in the background with that woman. And again, what her labour and delivery was potentially like could be really affecting where she's at post. So trying not to compare with our friends or our celebrities or our role models. It's just making sure we live our own recovery. Yeah, perfect advice. Thank you so much for sharing some time with us today on the Synergy Women podcast. We can find out more about you on the Synergy Physio website and also I'll provide a link to the Birth and Beyond online program, which helps women guide them through sort of a healthy body throughout their pregnancy, delivering and beyond. So thanks very much, Rebecca. Thanks for having me. If you like what you've heard, it'd be great if you could rate and review this podcast from wherever you are listening. And don't forget to click subscribe so you'll be notified when we release our next episode.